We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. Episode 122. My name is Morgan, the person that's just fucking odd. And the guy that's odd but hides a little bit better than I do, Austin. How the frick is it going, buddy? I love so much that we've sworn so many times on this podcast and you're very hesitant. Uh, (laughs) You got it right. 122. Again, a weird intro. I don't know. I guess after over 100 intros, you got to you got to change it up to keep it interesting, right? Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, It's a rainy day in Vancouver. Shocker uh not much going on i'll be honest although there has been a lot of sports and that's been great i'm excited to talk about those uh yeah there's some good shit to talk about i know i I quote you got some things you have some thoughts so i'm excited to hear from you um but other than that i got nothing going on how about you actually a fair bit um we have to backtrack slightly because last episode I got so caught up in the new games that I've been playing, which are still amazing, um, that I forgot to tell the folks some of the stuff that I've been doing outside of my house because I do leave my house once in a while. And one of those things was, I guess, last Wednesday, I went to the Steve-O Bucket List Tour show here in Saskatoon, and that thing was everything I could have hoped for, and then some. It was hilarious, gross, painful, (laughs) gross again. And odd, um, all wrapped in one is fantastic. I really wish I could tell you guys what I witnessed, or at least some of the things. But I'm afraid if I did, we would be in a whole different category of podcast. And I'm not quite ready to enter that category right now. Yeah, that's fair. But it's a great show. Um, yeah, and then on Friday, the escape room, kind of, it was an interesting experience. The escape room had a bunch of new stuff in it, so it kept glitching out. So we had to keep, three times we had to be removed from the room, put us back to the spot where we were at, and so that really killed the experience and be a voucher for a free escape room, which I already booked into December, early December. So keep you all posted on that one. 
it's one that I've been wanting to do for quite some time. Looking forward to that. And now we're up to present day. <laughs> and shit, now I forgot what I did in present day. <laughs> well, like always, um, we're recording. Well, not like always, but lately we've been recording Tuesdays. And it's probably going to keep the same for a while. So last night, I played dodgeball. Um, oh, that's on, what was it? Saturday, I went hunting. I ended up, or maybe it was Wednesday. I can't remember. All my days blend together. Anywho, this past week, couple days ago not too long ago i don't know when um i guess it would have been saturday anywho i went hunting hunting for success there um what else am i missing on that i don't know well i was hoping you would i feel like i'm forgetting something probably um the Grey Cup game. We'll get to that very shortly. And I guess that's I mean as good as time as any to slide right on to what I can't wait to talk about. And that was CFL or that is CFL. That was Morgan. This is the time to figure this shit out. Anywho, I'm really big. I do not apologize. We're moving on. <laughs> and I went first Grey Cup this Sunday. And it was everything I could have hoped for. It was only about uh, minus 10-ish. Which in Saskatchewan, mid November, minus 10 and sunny, very little. Well, but by the time the sunny work is, you know, it gets dark by five, but it was, I was decently warm. My little toes did get a little bit cold, but that's okay. Because the game itself, was probably one of the best sporting events that I've ever witnessed. Definitely up there. I honestly trying to think of anything that I've seen that could even come close. I don't think so. And the Tronconauts Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They played um, for the in the hundred and ninth Great Cup. The Bombers were the favors in the. However, they were the favors. They were the favorite. <laughs> okay. Whatever you want to say, just say it. It's a free country. <laughs> um, Toronto Argonauts 
week. They had the last six straight Grey Cups that they appeared in. They've won, and they made it number seven because they beat the Winnipeg Blue 24-23. It was a defensive battle, especially for the first half. Um, end of, yeah, the end of the first quarter, Toronto led 3 nothing, And... You know, Winnipeg did what Winnipeg does. That's terrible English, but we're moving on. <laughs> and this isn't an English podcast. Well, it's an English podcast, but it's not a <laughs> podcast with proper English. You should know that by now. Yeah, if anyone's dared to listen to me speak, um, they know I can't do that. Well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Back to task at hand. Let's talk about the Great Cup. Um, Toronto at the you know start of the game, they had they. I honestly think they could have. They had lots of opportunities, but Winnipeg away early. They didn't. The you know. But they held uh, Winnipeg to a couple two and outs to start the game. They were able to make Claro's run for his life a little bit, test that ankle, which it didn't really seem to be that much of a factor. Um, the second half happened. Again, all the same. The real, like, the entire stadium, which um, there was still a decent amount of Ryder fans there. Uh, they all, majority of them seemed to be actually cheering for Winnipeg, which I'm kind of surprised by. I definitely was not. So I'm extremely happy with this outcome. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And... In the fourth quarter, it would. This is why the, I love the CFL because anything can happen, and we got everything and then some in this game. There's sad turnovers, which um, Toronto won that battle, and they're actually able to, you know put points on the board and stuff because and get great field position. And I think Winnipeg just honestly outcoached themselves in the end because in the first quarter we're backing up a little bit apparently my brain wants to. In the first quarter, Zach Carlos didn't have a single passing yard they were trying to run the ball. Didn't really work out. And they just... Oh, there's two block or uh, Toronto or sorry, blocked a punt to give themselves great field position in the fourth quarter. 
and I believe at that point they were, yeah, they were couldn't do anything with the ball, and then, or no, they drove the ball down the field, went for the field goal to try and get like the two point lead. Toronto then ended up blocking that kick, getting the ball back. And then it was just under two minutes of victory formation, kneel the ball down a few times and win yourself the great cup. Winnipeg wasn't able to three-peat, but Andrew Harris, as much as I hate him, he was able to three-peat against his team that said he was washed up, all that stuff. He, I mean... He had a decent game. He had uh, 10 carries for 55 yards. No touchdowns. Um, Toronto was able to get their rushing game going. I guess I haven't even told about the uh, quarterback stats yet. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, which some people are saying this might be his last NFL We'll see about that, but he went 15 for 28, 53%, 203 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Just a clean, average game. He hurt his hand. Um, Chad Kelly came in, 4 for 6, 66%, 43 yards. Again, both yeah, quarterbacks yeah, didn't really yeah. do much, but he they didn't do anything to cost them the games. And that's what you got to do against Winnipeg. Basically, yeah. Well, that was the thing, too. I actually I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched a little bit. I tuned in, and uh, I saw Winnipeg had the lead, and I was like, oh, it's over. They're going to win it, just like everyone thought so. And that was not the case. But they did the old uh, – they did the – uh, Tampa Bay Lightning two peat and then lose in the finals. Yeah, I don't know. Well, not a terrible trend to follow because at least you get two cups out of the deal. Yeah, it's not that doesn't sound bad to me. Um, yeah, like even I think it was at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, was his face? Um, I. I can't pronounce Grant. I butchered his first name, but the kick returner slash punt returner for Winnipeg ended up returning a punt down at the start of the fourth quarter. And right then you were like, well, Winnipeg's going to three-peat. I'm going to go home and cry in a shower um, and all that stuff that I'm glad I don't have to do. But Zach Claros, he went 14 for 23, 60%, 183 yards, and one interception. That's was um, uh, Toronto's bread and butter all seasons. Yes, in overall, you know, Stats for the most part, they were eighth. Their defense was eighth in the league, which 
isn't good in a nine-team league. But the stat that they shined at was turnovers, especially interceptions. So they got one against Sack, and they also got one against Dakota Prukop, who went over for two, one inception. So that I mean, this game, the stats really don't lie. Is I just love it because there's so much back and forth. Yeah, um, everything that like. Just so you know, Austin, you don't know this yet, but. Grey Cup. So in two years, and um, what was that? Twenty twenty four, the Grey Cups in BC. Ex- expect me to try and drag you to that one. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of people you're trying to get tickets, so that'll be. Well, I'll I'll do whatever it takes to say that in order to. Uh, oh dear. Go to another. The next one's in Hamilton. I don't know if I really want to go there, but that is definitely fair. But I do have a little bit of EFL news here before we uh, pass it off to Austin. But something that came out, um, during Grey Cup week, which I wasn't able to participate in any of that. Starting next year in 2023, the playoff games, so that would be the West and East semifinals and the finals, not including the Grey Cup, will now be played on Saturdays instead of Sundays. Um... I've yet to fully process, well, I've processed it, but I don't know how that truly makes me feel. I like the Sundays. I get why they want to move it to Saturdays so you're not competing with the NFL as much. Yeah. And then people can, you know, travel back and forth easier. They don't have to take extra day off work or whatever the deal is, but I don't know, I guess what we've said in the past, time will tell and we will see. What's your thought, Austin, on the moving the playoff games except for the I mean, honestly, like you said, I it's weird, but it makes sense. Um, you're not going to compete with the NFL. It's just not under, not reasonable. Uh, but if you can sway some of those viewers on Saturday, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it will definitely. It's more for the people. Because the people sit at home, if it's on Saturday or Sunday, I don't think they really care. They're going to watch it regardless because obviously they don't have anything else going on at that time because that's why they're at home. Um, So it's going to affect more the people that 
are going to go to the actual games. Um, I mean, from what I saw on TV for both these um, last couple weeks of playoffs and including the Great Cup, it was decent attendance for some people are hating on the attendance for the game for this great cup, but I I can tell you from being there, it was almost full um, in the first half, but I do think, you know, people went inside or even left because they got a little extra cold once the temperature dropped a little bit, but I mean, each to their own. I I can't just throw away a $200 ticket that easily, but I mean, some people can. Um, yeah, I mean, isn't really about the whole schedule change. I'm sure it'll work out fine and uh, it will be interesting to see if there is so how how much, but I don't have any other CFL news um, yeah, it's going to be off season, so I guess I'll uh try and scramble and find some stuff to talk about. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we will uh, get back to the toke or, or joke. Some some early stuff that I used, we used to have in the podcast. So stay tuned. Like that to segment that. where we used to give away $100 to our favorite viewers, listeners. If if people actually interact with us, I would be willing to wager some of my money. And I mean, hell, no bull. I've actually tried to give away fifty dollars to people if they competed in the playoff thing that we did for hockey. So well, I'm not complaining that I got to keep my money, but hey. <laughs> if I have to I give some fifty dollars or a hundred bucks to a lucky listener, I'm game. I listen sometimes. Mm, you don't count. I don't very often, no. But back to reality, <laughs> we're gonna go on a little break, and it's gonna be like a. Uh, Ross and Rachel situation. What? What? Friends? You think of friends? You know, anywho, Austin, don't question me. Um, break time. Buddy, friend, Austin, pal, do you happen to have any plugs for us by chance? I do. Uh, first things first, you should follow us on Twitter at Podstoned, because, uh, you know, Twitter's the best. You can also follow me at Fitz D. Fitzgerald. And on Instagram, 
We are at TSWGS Pod, talking some while getting sports pod. I guess this is the uh, wonderful transition to the point where I say my plugs, and that would be you can also follow me at Twitter, Caption Morgan 2, and Twitch. Also, Caption Morgan 2, I like to keep it simple. Um, it's easier for me that way. And it's easier for you. Yeah, it's a win-win all around. And also, like, rate, review our show. That goes a long way. We're just really trying to hustle and bustle and try to make this grow. Thanks for listening. Download. Yeah, that too. Back to the show. Okay, Austin. No one told hear. me life was gonna be no, this way. No, no, I don't want to hear it. And but you just, I don't want to hear it. But the, We're gonna but move on from my terrible thing that I just did. Okay. <laughs> and slide on over. You know the part where people get to hear your marvelous voice in the amazing, wonderful nail biter NHL segment. Uh, yeah, that's me. That's where I. Yeah, that that would be. Sorry, you. definitely, definitely missed my cue there. All right, so this past off season there was a draft, you know, like there is almost every year, and uh, as we are about twenty games into the season, give or take for some teams, uh, it's kind of a good time to check in to see how the some of the top picks. Are, are hanging in the NHL. Um, now, we all remember there was a bit of a surprise at the draft, uh, a lot of expectation on Shane Wright being picked first overall. He dropped a fourth, yada, yada, all these things. And and uh, it's, it's time to check in, right? So the first overall pick this year, Uri Slifkovsky, from uh picked by the Montreal Canadiens. He's a big dude. Uh six foot three, two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. Uh it's probably definitely helped his transition to the NHL. Uh to be fair, he's only played about eleven minutes a game through his first thirteen games, but he's he's playing well enough to stick around. He's only got you know, four points in 13 games, which is not great, but it isn't that long into his NHL career. You know, he's got time to, uh, to pick up on the scoring. He's still got to adjust to the NHL game and, and yeah, but he's been doing a, fire for sure. A hundred percent. Although to be fair, the Montreal Canadiens weren't really expected to be very good this year. So there's not as much pressure on him to be a superstar. But as a first overall pick, there's always going to be pressure, right? Or a first overall pick, rather. Yeah. Uh, number two, Simone Nemec. Uh, he 
hasn't been in the NHL. He's been in the AHL, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, basically, I think their thought process was uh, get him used to the, the the smaller ice in North America uh, as opposed to in Europe and Slovakia. And uh, all I've heard about this is all I've heard about this guy is gonna, he's going to be a superstar. And we're going to talk about this team as well, the draft and the New Jersey Devils, because the fact that the New Jersey Devils got the second overall pick and they're doing well, we'll get to that, but uh yeah. Uh I think he's gonna be a big piece for this team going forward. Yeah, this is the point where you shine. I honestly you're nobody until you you know make a name for yourself, so this is all you. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Well, uh, so number three overall from the Arizona Coyotes, Logan Cooley. He's uh, still in college, I believe. Uh, he's a freshman in freshman in the NCAA. Sorry, my nose is a little bit plugged. I don't know if you can tell. Yes, I can. Well, it is. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know tons about Logan Cooley. I think he's pretty good, but based on his stats but also like i'm not i'm not super uh aware of this guy this kid uh but number four we got shane wright and shane wright this thing has been embarrassing the handling of this situation by the seattle kraken i'm i'm upset with them uh so Instead of, you know, letting him play, uh, they've been benching him a bunch. And then the games that he does play are, he'll play like six minutes. So they finally uh, signed him to the AHL on a conditioning loan to get him some games because... He just, they haven't been playing him. And no, he doesn't have a ton of points, but like when you're averaging six to seven points or minutes a game, it's pretty hard to score. Uh, I think it's just a matter of he's maybe not quite ready for the show. uh, And that's okay. You know, it's, uh, um, he was born in 2004, man. That's crazy. Uh, Yeah. And you know what? He's not the hugest guy. He's 6'1, 200 pounds. Like, He's not small, but maybe he's just not quite ready yet, and that's okay. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm all for this type of move. Like, um, just because you get picked in the draft, and how he was supposed to be picked first overall, it's what everyone <laughs> happened. It sure it, is that. The NHL is a whole different animal than any college or even AHL. Yeah. You know, I guess a little bit back to, like, I'm not even going to try and say his name, but the guy for Montreal Canadiens, maybe he's also not quite 
ready, but I mean, Montreal, it's a team that needs someone now, so they're basically forced to play him, more or less, and hope for the best. But, yeah, I mean, let him groom a little bit in the age and take it from there. I'm sure he's going to be a great player in the NHL, just not currently. Yeah. Uh, number five, we got Cutter Gauthier. Gauthier, Gauthier. Uh, don't really know this guy. Didn't know the guy with the first name Cutter was drafted uh, by Philadelphia. He's currently playing for Boston College. He hasn't really even played in the NHL yet. Uh, again, I don't know much about him. Number six, David Yurichek. Uh, This guy, from everything I've heard, he is absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's played two games for the Columbus Blue Jackets so far, but to be fair, the Blue Jackets are hot garbage this year. Um, and You say maybe... that, but... I do want to point out, even though the hot garbage, like, yes, they are hot garbage. There's like, and yes, it's early in the season, but something I've noticed in the standings is that there still isn't that much separation from like a wild card spot to last place. <laughs> well, not yet. Just simply, I think, because there haven't been that many. Is that, uh, once they, there's more games played, yes. so I just see those gaps a bit more. But we've seen it, like, hell, you know, when the Avalanche, if anyone remembers this, they used to, once upon a time, they had a real shitty season. And you know, at this point already, there's no hope. There's still hope in teams like Columbus and the Canucks. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, uh, he's he's a guy for sure. Uh, number seven, <laughs> I'm a fan of this name. We got Kevin Korchinski. Uh, Kevin oh, that Korchinski. just hits my earballs beautifully. I love that last name. Uh, is still still in the dub. Uh, Blackhawks decided to let him stay in the. Stay in the dub. He's got 21 points through 15 games. Not bad at all. Next up, we got arguably the cooler name. Uh, number eight, Marco Casper. Uh, he's. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. So he is playing in Sweden. In the SHL, uh, aka the Swedish Hockey League, bet you couldn't have figured that one out. Uh, no clue. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's a decent, decent center. Uh, not a huge point getter from what I can see, but I don't know. Maybe he's good some way. You know, I'm assuming he is, or he wouldn't. You know been drafted in the first round well that's not always an indicator of skill fair <laughs> i mean it's an indicator of some skill but not all the skill 
the question is, will it translate to the NHL or not? Yeah. Uh, this is a guy that, I mean, I'll be honest. Every time he comes up in my NHL game, I draft him or pick him because uh, he has a huge potential, very high potential. Matthew what you said, yep. Yeah. So, like this year with the Winnipeg Ice, he's got 26 points in 17 games. Previous year, he had 90 points in 65 games. Dude knows how to put up points. Great setup, set man. Uh, and if he's anything close to the potential he has in NHL games, he's going to be an absolute star for the Sabres. I love how you've gone to basing your stuff off of video games. Number 10, Pavel <laughs> Minty Yukov. Minty Akov. Mintyakov. Ooh, Mintyakov? That sounds good. Mintyakov? Mintyakov has potential, you know. I'm so sorry, Pavel. This is extremely disrespectful. Pavel, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. So Pavel, We're not laughing at your name. We're laughing at Austin fucking it up terribly. Mintyakov. Mintyakov. Just move on. That's the name of the episode, just so you know. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, he's good, I think. I don't know, man. I don't know much about this guy, I'll be honest. Well, I think it's about the end of uh, this list. We (laughs) we knew about, what, three of these guys? Uh, No, it's okay. These guys, I mean... Who really knows about them, right? Nobody. Nobody. This episode is a mess. I feel like we say that every episode. Yeah, and are we wrong? Fair point. So, the New Jersey Devils, as we mentioned earlier, they are on... Absolute goddamn mother shit and trucking motherfucking fire. 13 games in a row they've won, and they show no sign of stopping. Uh, their most recent win was against the Oilers, it was a 5 2 win over the Oilers. Uh, this team can do no wrong. Uh, it's crazy. They just don't stop winning. Um, goaltending has been absolutely solid. Vitek Vanacek during the 13-game streak is 9-0, and of course. Uh, 9.33 save percentage, 1.1 or 1.81 goals against. Uh, Akira Schmid, who is the number three goalie because their black Mackenzie Blackwood is injured. Is 3-0 with a 941 save percentage and 1.34 goals against. 
Goalies have been playing well, and they've been getting scoring from all lines. Guys like Jack Hughes, uh, Nico Heischer have been absolutely excellent. Thomas Tatar, Igor Sharaganov, Sharagovich. Uh, they just, it's a, it's a heater of a, heater of a time for this team, and they just, I don't know what more can you say about this team. Okay, well, I guess that's it. We, that's all we can say about this team. <laughs> are you? Are you still there? It would be better if I didn't have myself on mute when I was talking. <laughs> you might be able to hear me slightly better. Um, I vote we keep that in. Oh, I edited it. It's not coming out. I don't want to do this work. Are you kidding me? Do you have any thoughts on the Devils? Um, They're good. They're pretty good. And it's actually kind of surprising. I did not think... Well, like, hell, if you look at the top few teams, I didn't really think... uh, would be all that great, but the top four, they all have something in common is their goaltending, like you mentioned, is amazing. And when you have great goaltending, it sure makes your life a lot easier. That's it. That's all. That's what I am muted for. Are you guys happy? <laughs> uh... Yeah. Also, I just realized I didn't do what we said I was going to do, but... That's fine. If you didn't say anything, people wouldn't even, even notice the difference. Well, I noticed, and I'm stoned, so I mentioned it. You're all welcome. This is, you know, this is why this is why our podcast is so popular, because we're a podcast of the people, and I'm really glad that you were taking a bong hoot over top of what I was saying there, which was really sincere, and I just really think Oh boy. It's okay, you can cry later, Austin. So I'm not gonna take the point of this maybe out of this article correctly, but I'm gonna take it my own way. So it's talking about one in specific uh, a rule in the NHL about how rules rules can change and it can definitely improve uh the game. So something that especially this season and this last season and even the one before the offside review. Now, for those of you who, for some reason, maybe you're just a curling fan and you don't know about hockey, you don't know about the offside review. Basically in the last couple of years, when your team scores a goal or when the other team scores a goal, you shouldn't celebrate or be sad because it probably or might not be a goal. You don't know. Uh, because maybe somebody went offside 55 seconds ago. And for some reason, that still is called back because of something that happened almost a minute ago in play. Um, I don't know. I get why 
the offside review is there is to get the calls right. But when goals like the uh, the Michigan goal that uh, Trevor Zegers scored the other day get called back because somebody was offside by two inches. Like, I don't really think that that's what the offside rule is trying to get rid of, is the fact that he was two inches over the line. Hey, some people might say two inches matter. Well, those people will be wrong. And <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just, I think it's, I think it's silly. It's ridiculous to, to stop this. Like, if it's offside, just call offside when it happens. Like, I don't, if, okay, if you're offside and then literally like two seconds later you score, okay, sure. Like, maybe we can call that back or, or bring it back. But like, if you're offside it like by a, a fucking inch and then you have possession for two minutes for a power play or whatever. Really? Like, should that goal come back? I don't think so. Well, if you do it that way, then I think you're... It, it could just be too messy because then they have to look back first to see if it was offside and then they have to see how long ago it was and then because where's the cutoff and you know it either has to be I think you either have to keep it in and um, you know allow the coaches to challenge it if it's two seconds or two minutes or remove it completely and then just rely on the split decision of um, the linesman making those calls, which you and I aren't that dumb. We're fairly dumb, but not that dumb. It's easier said than done to make, especially when you're talking about inches. Just get rid of the offside. Just allow get rid of offside and put what two line passing back in or no? Nope. Oh no, nope, no two line. Well, because okay, so because whenever I say that, people are like, "Well, what about cherry picking? What about well, people won't yeah. cherry pick because then somebody will always be back to cover." Like I don't. It's not like some dude's just gonna be left wide open. Like it's, offside only applies to one team. Like. Players adapt, teams adapt, and especially like they have like, have you noticed how much three on three overtime has changed? Because when it first was a thing, it was exciting, it was crazy, it was fun, it was just the best. I actually have a thought that might be a hot topic. Well, not a hot topic, but uh... it just it now is it's boring. If you have possession, it's like, oh, skate offside, hang out with the puck for a while, wait, change. I personally think they like... go straight to sh- shoot out. Ooh. No overtime. They don't straight like that. Shoot kind of make it similar to, I guess, soccer in a way. It's just, I, I don't like the shootout because I don't think that a game should be decided by 
two players on the ice. In order to speed up the games and all that stuff, I'm all for it. Um, but it's a team sport, my dude. I I don't disagree with what you're saying. And Why do we need to speed up the games? Because they can drag on as it is. <laughs> I love a long game. Yeah, but there's... Well, first of all, you just watch highlights for the most part. Hey. You know what? Because <laughs> I know how you operate. You might be right. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I mean, we're kind of getting sidetracked here, but I think they should get rid of overtime in the regular season, at least. I think they um, should just get rid of offsides, overtime. They should just get rid of everything. They should get rid of the puck. Just get rid of hockey. Hockey shouldn't exist. No, it's too hard. Kidding. Me, especially as a Canucks fan. I just feel like if we're getting back to the offside thing, if we got rid of offside together, it would just turn into like table hockey. Table hockey? Yeah, because you would have like people just standing at the goalies and some people probably in center and you just try and pass it quick and score. Goalie makes a save, passes it up. There'd be no face-offs. Because people would all be, you know, position. I don't know. It'd be weird. It'd be interesting to see. But uh, I think there's other things to talk about. Well, um, or what? Are you pa- are you getting past the rule stuff? Because if so, I have one more rule that I would like to talk about. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, because in this article they also mentioned having that extra ref, like, um, you know, sitting up in a booth or something, so you can have like a bird's eye view of everything. What do you think of that idea? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't. I. Sometimes, because you're in the moment, you, you're not going to see the whole ice, right? It's just it's mm-hmm. inevitable. Um, so I think having that extra guy there to be like, oh, what's going on? What's what's happening over there? What like, I don't know. I don't think it could hurt. Because in the in the football leagues, <laughs> in the football leagues, yeah, um, they do stuff similar where they, you know, especially in the CFL of. Lots of stuff people don't know about it, but all the turnovers and everything like that is just automatically reviewed by the command center, which is just a bird's eye. Sure, it's video review. It's not actual person, but you're still, you know, it's still a bird's eye camera view of what happened, and they decide from there, so... Apparently, they would just have it for, like, the important calls. Um, But, I mean, having extra pair of eyes on the play, watching everything with a bird, like, I don't see how that could hurt 
he's not going to be on the ice getting in the way of things because we've seen that happen a lot this year already. Um, that is fair. Yeah, I'm all for it myself. So. All right. Well, uh, moving right along, we got just some, I think, general general NHL news for uh, for what's going on in the league. And we got, as the, the good teams, like, right? Like we mentioned, the Devils have been on an absolute tear. Obviously, Boston is still doing quite well. Uh, some of the better teams are getting back to their winning ways. Oh, excuse me. We got don't fall asleep yet. It's early. (laughs) It is. Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo has lost eight in a row. Uh, no signs of stopping. It's rough in Buffalo. Ruffalo, Buffalo, some might say. Uh, Ottawa, six, ten, and one after their huge offseason, seemingly, and everyone having high expectations. And, uh, Turns out when Florida Panthers trade away two of their best players for one of another team's best players, you lose that trade. And part of uh, it's just other moves and whatnot they've made. Their team is they have not playing like they did last year, and uh, they're off to a rough start. Uh, also, just throwing this out there, another you know yawn, first of all, my. <laughs> This is supposed to be your sport. You're supposed to be amped, excited, thrilled. I get it. It's hard because, you know, the Canucks suck, but. They suck so bad, dude. Uh, But I will say there's a player on the Leafs, uh, Mitch Marner, who has a point streak as long as the Devils have a winning streak. Uh, Marner's on a 13-game point streak. So that's cool. And isn't there something going on between Marner and Toronto right now? What do you mean? I thought they were having some type of controversy. Not that I'm aware of. Where Marner d- doesn't want to play there or something anymore. Oh, God, no. Okay, well, maybe it's Matthews. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just starting random rumors. Who knows? Uh, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, well, there's always talk about like, oh, man, I'll see you after this contract. He's going to go somewhere. He's not said anything to that effect. But yeah. uh, we also got, so I talked about the first picks, but or the first, some of the high picks, but we also got just like, that wasn't necessarily in order of how they've been doing. That was just in order of the picks. So in order of kind of how they've been playing, uh, <laughs> Shane Ray got a, Shane Ray got a F plus which is rough. Uh, Mason McTavish, who's a rookie for, oh my God. (laughs) He's not a rookie for, oh my God. He's actually a rookie for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, He's been pretty solid for sure. Uh, He does have seven points in his first 15 games, which is not bad for a rookie. Nothing wrong there. He got a grade C. Uh, Yuri Slavkovsky, we already talked about him. He got a B minus. I will say Seattle, so Shane Wright has the F plus, but Matty Beneers has been a solid dude. He has nine points in 16. God damn it. He has nine points in 16 games for a B plus or B minus. (laughs) This is hilarious, dude. 
I'm fighting. I'm fighting to get through here. Number two, we got Owen Power for the Buffalo Sabres. Owen Power, first overall pick of the draft, not this past season, but the one before that, 2021. Uh, he's been excellent. He gets an A minus. Uh, has seven points in 15 games, over 23 minutes a night as a defenseman, as a rookie, is excellent. But. Number one for Ottawa, Shane Pinto. In his first 15 games, he's got eight goals. Uh, which for well, rookie, it turns out he's sturdier than the car. Anyone? No, nobody. No, nobody. Word. All right, what no, were you saying about Shane Pinto? <laughs> But he, he scored some goals. He has eight Groom. goals in his first 15 games. Uh, he got the A grade for sure. All right. Are you done? Am I? Yes, because I'm cutting off. I don't even care if you have other hockey stuff to talk about. That's fair. Because this is the point of the podcast that everyone on earth... <laughs> Not Austin's cough, as you know, people have been waiting for, and that is to find out the fact that curling stones are made of rare granite. Um, that's the f- curling fact of the week from this premiere curling number one podcast <laughs> uh, you can expect more of that in following weeks and it is time for my stoner statement um, <laughs> CFL Argonauts are your 109th uh, Grey Cup winner and hockey Oh, Austin was yawning too much. I couldn't hear a thing. Everyone out there, granite stoned and stay safe. Bye. And Austin, get some rest. Granite.